Hey everyone, welcome back to the A's and D's podcast. Um, today's episode is going to talk about beauty standards. Beauty standards in today's world di- dictate that we should, um, women specifically, not men, um, should basically wear makeup in their daily lives, um, have curves in all the right places, be young and basically go to the gym like every day. What do you guys think about this statement? I came up with that statement, first well, of all. Well, I think that's that's what the you know they put on TV. That's what the media says. That's the beauty standards today. Yeah, it's oh. in all the magazines. The standard of beauty is a slim size six to eight. Mm. Of course, she has to have a bum because, like, you have to have some curve, but not 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 too much fat or chubby mm. in any way. And your features have to look a certain way, and your you have to have makeup on. All of that is in the magazines. Mm. I definitely do not agree with it, mostly because I don't fit all those standards. Um, but I I did probably believe that I had to at some point in my life. Okay. I think I completely um, disagree with the statement, and it's definitely something that was made up by a man. Um, because it's an impossible standard. Like, you're meant to look like you go to the gym, but then you shouldn't be obsessed with the gym. Um, everything mm. has a bit where it's like you can't fit in the right place. You have to have a bum, but not too big. And not a bum that means that you have too much hips. It's, mm. it's just something that doesn't exist. Yeah, you know how you're saying that you can go to the gym, but not too much. Like, for example, women who, you know, enjoy having a workout and maybe they want to get like a, a muscular body. Like, that's not acceptable. And I, um, yeah, I completely don't agree with this statement. Um, I think you should all be comfortable in your own skin because it's beautiful either way. Yeah, this idea that beauty is even something that you... Um, have to do something for rather mm. than just who you are and what you look like mm-hmm. it shouldn't be work mm-hmm. but there is also that standard that some people are born more beautiful like the models mm. they put on a pedestal so it's not even about work in some sense there's an idea if you're born with it you're lucky if mm. not get on it you sort it out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, going back to Daphne's point about um, her beauty standards and having to wear makeup every day I feel like that's such a high standard to uphold on people to sort of, it's a, such a high standard to impose on people because who is going to wake up every single day and do a full face uh, and then you have to go to work? That's just a lot of effort. I think what also makes me sad is the idea that we're doing it for someone. So it's like makeup's not sold to you for you to feel good about you. It's sold to you to look good for other people or look good for a photo or to get a guy. It's not about you. And that's just sad. We're doing all this work for what reason? And even the makeup that's used to enhance certain features, it's all about what one group of people have dictated to be the best feature. So contour to make your nose smaller, um, do a over lip liner to make your lips bigger. And it's like, you don't look like that. I have no mm. issue with makeup. I feel like if you really enjoy it, it's great. But I do find it to be a bit like, it makes me sad to think that that's, that performance is something that we have to do. And if you don't wear makeup, it's like, you don't look nice. Even in a business meeting, I've had this once before at work, where it's like, I feel like, um, not that I don't wear makeup, but I felt like I was being told to wear a dress and put on makeup for this day as if that would be appropriate for a business meeting. Mm. So it's almost like, look good though. But if I didn't wear makeup, honestly, I'm more like what I wear normally to work, which is what is acceptable to work, to wear to work or to be a business woman or man. And um, that wasn't like, I have to look extra good. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's a weird thing that even comes into my work. Mm. I think also annoyingly I can understand why that would be so irritating for you in a work scenario it just constantly reinforces the the idea that your natural face or how you look is an imperfection 
And if you want to look more perfect, i.e. in, I guess, with more white standard features or whatever, put makeup on because you're imperfect. Like, are we going to make the business deal because I wore lipstick? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, I, I can't actually understand what they're thinking in their mind because mm-hmm. it, it's just my face. It's not like my hair's unkempt. That's a whole other issue. But <laughs> it's my face. I don't understand why it makes a difference. I think, like, maybe they think that you're more presentable with makeup and obviously the way... You're looking day to day is maybe a little bit on the rough edges. <laughs> so, wow, <laughs> you said it with chest. <laughs> so they want you to come in a bit more presentable, and other people maybe more sort of um, find you more appealing. So it's not right. So Why don't they to. find her appealing without the makeup? What's wrong with that? That's the bit that's weird. And also, why do they have to be attracted to me or think I look nice for us to do a deal? I don't understand that bit. Yeah. Why don't we just do the work? Was it mm. a meeting with um, lots of males? Yes. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so why am I being sold? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. It's the whole idea that sex sells, isn't it? Whatever is sexy will... I, I guess if you have makeup on, you're more sexier, then you know they're more inclined to do the business deal. Yeah. Isn't it? It's... It's, it's, it's utter madness. It's actually crazy. I don't understand it. Now that we're this discussing though, like, this. Uh, longer know. lashes, that's sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger lips. Red stuff bigger lips cheeks. have only just come into play. That's just, yeah. that's is, just that come is, into yeah. play. Yeah. I, I agree. But eyebrows. I mean, you, you have eyebrows already. <laughs> somehow they have to look darker. <laughs> yeah. um, any kind of different skin pigmentation on your face is a no. Yeah. So you got to lighten that as much as you can. Yeah. And like all of those, it just doesn't make sense to me because you weren't born that way. So yeah. they yeah. are making I... you sort of alter your whole face, your whole sort of um, facial structure to fit into this little bubble that they've sort of created as to what looks appealing. Yes. It's also possible because things like foundation as a concept means that your skin tone is all the same shade. But actually... No, everybody uses foundation because no one has that. So yeah. why are we doing that? Mm. Why is that then yeah. beauty? I don't really understand why we would have that. Yeah. I also think it's one thing having beauty standards is a thing that you have to. I have to wear makeup to work. I have to do all this stuff to impress people. But then when you can't get that makeup, so for like darker tones, it's impossible. I have to buy. Miss Lanakinga wears Dior foundation <laughs> for somebody who is not who. Actually, black people are more likely to be working class, first mm. of all. So mm-hmm. we don't have access. There's only, even, it's only more recently that you've gotten foundations that are the right colour. But to have no access, I can't walk into Superdrug. I can't do any of that stuff. Mm. And then be told that you have to wear it. How does that work out? How yeah. are we going to get partners? How are we going to get jobs? <laughs> like, what? There's also a question of cost. Out. If you're making me buy this foundation, who's paying for it? Yeah, yeah. You, you are paying for it. <laughs> are you gonna give me more money to buy it so I can be more presentable at work? Mm-hmm. Um, and going back on, sorry. N- no, go on. Going back on what you were saying, Ida, about accessibility to this makeup that we need to have, um, makes me think back of when, when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. it was cool to like have makeup, everyone had it. But I walk into Superdrug and I'm literally using maybe someone like Brown's shade. Someone of South Asian descent, and I bought that. I actually bought it legit and rubbed it on my face and had some sort of zebra marks. And I thought, I've got makeup on, thank God. And I remember this thing I used to do because I saw other white girls had blusher, and I would put red on my cheeks. Just imagine a literal clown is what was going around because I didn't have my makeup shade, but I didn't question it. I just thought, this is what they have, so this is what I have to use. And honestly, when I look back on photos, that red bright on my cheeks. 
it's embarrassing, but it's also quite sad because I didn't have any other options and it got even worse at uni because I was in the Midlands. Yeah. It's funny, it's, it's funny I didn't feel pressured to wear makeup when I was growing up as a teen. We all didn't wear makeup. The people I hanged around with didn't wear makeup. So I wasn't pressured in that sense. It's when I got to uni that mm. I felt the need to wear it. Mm. But prior to that, I didn't really care for it much. I'm yeah. kind of the same. I think it's more when I was like maybe just before uni and then at uni. And then that's when I tried it because obviously when uni you're broke. And again, I was in the Midlands. So I picked up, you know, the Maybelline. Mm. You know, they, they have loads of shades yeah. now. But at that time, there were like two for black people. So I went for the darkest one. It didn't suit, like, it wasn't way off, but it didn't suit my skin tone. But I was still putting it on. And when I look at the photos of myself, there was nothing wrong with my skin. I didn't have spots. Mm-hmm. It was actually very good, in very good condition. But then I was adding this. For mm. what reason? But do you know what? I actually remember, I just remembered something. So some guy at uni that I rejected, right? One time he saw me with makeup and then he liked me, blah, blah, blah. Another time he saw me without makeup. And because I rejected him, he was like, you look better with makeup on. I was Ooh. like, oh, I was what like, is you so need damaging. to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so Proper damaging. People don't really understand that the things that they say could really damage someone. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy for makeup. Like, I don't wear makeup to work. So obviously Ooh. that didn't really hit anything in my head. But I was just thinking, what's wrong with this man? Yeah. yeah. Um just gonna play devil's advocate for a second. Um so see how we're talking about make you know altering your entire your entire face and you know what we're saying you know sex sells so you have to look good um for I guess business deals to go right especially if you're in a room of of men. Um do you ever think that there is a possibility where a female might have started that face altering and it's not just from a male gaze. Mm. Does does that ever matter? Because uh, having eyebrows, for example, oh, like you said, Miss Miss Nelkeng, you said you know we already have eyebrows, um, but perhaps women might have started the idea of making your eyebrows darker, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. But so I, I completely say- agree um, with what you're saying. It's not I'm not agree with it, but <laughs> I think it, there is a possibility. But all of that stems from the idea that you need to look. A certain way. So yes, a woman could have done the science behind yeah. why the science behind making up what an eyebrow pencil is. Yeah, but actually, they're they're being pushed into the situation where we're trying to look like what society tells us to look like, which is from men. But how would a man know that when I have? How would they know that my eyebrows need to be darker for my face to be enhanced in a way that's then suitable for them like i don't get that i guess what dana could be saying is that a woman could have looked at another woman and thought oh this looks appealing this looks Mm. great Uh, her features are really nice we should go for that go for darker eyebrows go for a smaller nose i don't think it would be a woman looking at another woman (laughs) sorry the beauty standards it's all men because they decide who is attractive we don't Mm. so i think yes we can see it but it's like we already have this idea of what we think is attractive so then when i look at some when i look at you I think you're attractive based on beauty standards. Mm. I think mm. the so, base sort of, um, how would I say, the base sort of features um, in terms of like what would look attractive, um, it probably came from a man. But I feel like the enhancement of everything else, that's probably from a female. Yeah. Looking at, um, looking at someone else and just thinking, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, fair enough. Like a smaller nose, men might find that, not might make men find that more attractive having a smaller nose but having like bigger lips i don't necessarily think that idea was from a male's person i find that hard to believe i 
but it's from what males find attractive. So if males but find... I... Males can find <laughs> small lips attractive. They're not but like, then hmm. that means they've done like... Be, having big lips might not be attractive in 20, 10 years yes. from now. So it's like, make up your mind. Which one do you want? Big lips or small lips? <laughs> but it's do you get what I mean? It's like, generational maybe. Yes, it's generational. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's still embedded though. It's like, even though women can pick up techniques to do these things, it's mm. because that's what... Society is ruled by men and they drive these ideas. Yeah. So yes, we can come up with what contour actually is, but what we're trying to get to, the look we're trying to get to, is, is still the is same thing that, that they're mm. funneling down. Yeah. I also think it's like saying, well, who decided that um, black women aren't attractive? It's like, yeah. You can't say another black woman thought, you don't actually look good. Mm. No. No, 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 no. But that's that. different. <laughs> that's different. The same thing, though, being part of a patriarchal society yeah. with Western standards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, same but... as racism. You... <laughs> it's, bigger than, it's bigger than you like it's it's bigger than can't us. be on an individual basis no i i i know what you're saying um but when you think i'm just thinking about like growing up having big lips was not attractive mm. so that yeah what you're saying is true that it is generational um i feel like i'm contradicting myself but i just i i find it hard to um comprehend that now having like you know a bigger lip is attractive whereas obviously when i was younger it was not like you looked at being African and that's a negative thing. Mm. Like, you know, only black people have big lips and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they're cool. Like you said, yeah, make up your mind. It's But I do agree with you. Beauty standards do change with time mm. in a small way, but some of these features are still only attractive on fairer skin. Mm. Yes, mm. black features like... are cool now on other people. Mm. Exactly. Oh, they're okay. not cool yeah. still on black people. And yeah. that stems from, again, what men might like da- to dark see. Dark-skinned yeah. people. Exactly. Because yeah. if you've got fairer skin and you've got big lips... You're living. You're good. Um, okay. Miss Nelkinga, that's a good point that you actually just made. It goes back to black people have always had big bums. They've always um, had this small waist. But all of a sudden, now people are looking at Kim Kardashian as the mm-hmm. ultimate sort of goal. That's the body that you need. But really and truly, black people have always had that. Yeah. But Our moms ev- and aunties have been looking at that from day. So mm. Everything about blackness and being black is cool. It just can't be us doing it. Yeah. For everything, music body, everything. But as soon as it's on somebody else, that's when it's exciting. I don't know. I really struggle with that. It goes back to, you know, black being, uh, white being superior and Mm -hmm. black being inferior. Anything that we do is not going to be great. Someone else can copy exactly what you're doing and... It will be amazing. Mm-hmm. They'll win a freaking Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say similar to um, having short hair. Black people have always had short hair. But now all of a sudden, Amber Ross has got short hair because she's of a fairer skin. Um, everybody now thinks it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But really and truly, black people have always had that. So it does go back to... And it was definitely very uncool when I had it in primary school. I can tell you <laughs> that for free. Definitely. <laughs> you get bullied for having short hair. Mm-hmm. honestly i think it's the same thing sometimes with body as we're talking about the kim kardashian thing when i was a teenager what was being cool what not being cool what was being beautiful was like the size zero that's what we had all those magazines yeah so that's actually really damaged what i think of my eating and mm-hmm. yeah. my idea of what the best best weight would be but then now it's in another confusing place where it's like you have to have a big bum small waist <laughs> some boobs maybe not too big not tight like what and now I'm like trying to reevaluate and re-understand what beautiful is with that new stuff. It's mm. just... Mm. Beauty standards show you that it's just meant, made to be unattainable. 
Like, yeah. those, both of those, size zero or the other complex one, <laughs> are <laughs> impossible. Like, only very few people can have that. Mm. And it's, it's probably natural. Yes, mm-hmm. biological. These mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you try to achieve it, it's a lot on your body to go through all those different changes. One minute you're trying to be a size six. And then the next minute, oh, no, I want to be a size eight, but with a small waist and a big bum. That's a lot of confusion for your own body. Mm. No wonder it doesn't get there. Yeah, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> it's also confused. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I want to take it back a peg because we did mention contouring, mm. um, and I have a real issue with it because <laughs> it's become really popular, um, and it's almost like a new way, and like it's meant to be a, a way to have makeup that's like, I guess, showing more of your features off rather than just being like plain. Mm-hmm. But I have a problem with it because of like it's just trying to chop off half my nose. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't understand why it's popular. I get, but I do do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I I get what you're saying, Miss Nalking. I do do it too, and I feel like oh, this looks better. Um, but really, like in my everyday life, without makeup, I don't dislike my nose, mm-hmm. which uh, it's sad because why why is that okay? That should never be okay. We should always be happy with you know everything the way we are because there are as you can see with makeup there are other people who prefer to have what we have mm, yeah. you know i'm talking about big lips for example so yeah i don't know contouring i i, I have a i have problems with it and you know it's very hypocritical that i even do it mm-hmm. and at the same time i get to complain about beauty standards <laughs> yeah. no but i think we as women um get to reclaim beauty because it was pushed on us as a standard that we have to uphold but there's no problem with enjoying it like i think it's not fair to be like men made us have to wear these clothes to look good for them, but then we don't get any joy out of it. Mm. I feel like now you can decide, you know, I want to wear makeup today for myself. Yeah. I want to yeah. do this. I want to do contouring. I mean, I have a problem with contouring. Part of it is I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also think, I think it depends on the severity. Like you don't actually have to contour your nose. Mm. I would do it to sharpen features. Not that they have to be sharper, but I, if I could have sharp, if I could, like lose a tiny bit of weight on my face Mm. i would Mm -hmm. but that's just me that's my own like Mm. thing about my face but i think Mm. you know take it in however you want it like you don't have to do you don't have to do the bit on your nose it's true i agree with you either on that and also um i feel like the issue with makeup is when it turns into like a not a habit but where people are obsessed with it where you have to, I have to wake up in the morning, oh my gosh, I have to do my face. I have to, like, where you feel like you can't leave the house because you don't, you, don't yeah. have it on, you don't have it on. That's when it, It's almost it, an addiction, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. It becomes a problem. Also, it pushes your self-confidence so low that you can't be seen with your actual face. To go mm. to the shops, like I had a friend who wouldn't go to the shops about like lashes and stuff. I was like, you're going to the shop, no one's seeing, you don't meet anyone, mm. but you're still scared for strangers to see your, your face, how you were born. Mm. Outrageous. Yeah. It's very psychologically damaging. But then also, when we look at, like, the YouTubers or the celebrities we like, they're, like, contours on point. And I always say that. I'm like, your face looks so good. like, And that's what I want to look like. <laughs> Even though I know I dislike the whole idea. Mm. I hate that I can't, like you, Ida, can't do it. Yeah. Uh, to the full face that I see these models wearing it. Like, dewy look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheekbones up here. Yeah. All of, all of the details. I wish Again, I could though, that's access. Because even when I see... Because a lot of celebrities post pictures where they're natural. 
it's very expensive to look that good natural. Like you've mm-hmm. got your eyebrows done, threaded, mm. tinted. Mm. You have a eyebrow li- like eyelash lift. Mm. You also have um, those skin roller things. Yeah, you have a dermatologist. Mm. You yeah. have everything. But then I'm thinking that I would look. I would have that same mm. thing. If you don't have access to the money, and you can't achieve those looks without yep. Chanel yeah. makeup, mm. exactly. It's, it's very difficult for us to expect to mm. look like them. Mm. Yeah, and then that's that's not natural. I'm sorry. Stop posting photos of you saying oh you know natural face or whatever when your eyebrows are already like uh-huh. already tinted like Tattoo. why are you lying mm-hmm. tattooed <laughs> on your face yeah. why are you lying it's not natural face yeah. you know and there's nothing wrong with that but i just think it confuses people it would make me feel yeah. like my face when it's natural is just like some ugly thing yeah exactly because you're comparing it to someone else that's enhanced really yeah. yeah honestly i feel that way about filters as well it's like a hate love thing because now when i go to take a photo on instagram or something it's almost like I feel like I need it because I've gotten so used to what photos are with the filters, even though we didn't have them like a year ago. They mm. were not there. Um, and that's also what I see of other people and it affects the photos I post. So I might post one and I add a filter. Like It's really yeah. strange behavior and it's really not good for your like self-love and self-worth. Yeah. I actually can't post a picture of myself without a filter on top. It has to have it or... Um, or if I do take a picture that's natural, it has to be in the sun where yep. the sun's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where the melanin is popping, mm. type of thing. Which is actually really sad that we have to do that and we don't. Yeah, it's not self love really. Also, we used to not have that standard, guys. Do you remember when we used to take actual cameras out on nights out? You're just taking what you look like. But maybe that's because the quality of the camera wasn't that great, and now things have gotten a little bit better. <laughs> to <laughs> HD, <laughs> the HD, and then they, they, you can see everything on yeah. your face. But Do you get what two I mean? Years ago, we were posting in HD though. We were posting in HD without a filter. Snapchat has been here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it has. It has. Kind of backtracking on um, beauty standards and makeup and all of that. Every so often I got under the illusion illusion that we moved really far forwards and that actually I have so much access to makeup and things have changed a lot. Um, but then I heard this story that reminded me, God, it's just a mess out there. Um, and even celebrities aren't, you know, they could still fall into the same thing. So this comedian London Hughes told a story on a podcast about how she did she did like an interview or a show for the BBC and she was like in her changing room and the makeup artist didn't have any, she was like, I don't have anything in your shade. So instead she took out, and I kid you not, MNS hot chocolate powder. What? Huh? Put water in there and then said, uh, we'll use this though. This, this will work, right? What? Like, no. That's chocolate. Not that's not true, right? <laughs> it is true. What? What? Did she what let... did she, how did she react? She was just like, are you kidding me? I think she was just making the point on this podcast that some people think we make this shit up. Like, even when we talk about we didn't have access to makeup. It's like, we're always trying to prove racism. And she's like, this is the BBC. They should have your shade. Like, You have a dressing room. You ha- they, they should send somebody they to self yeah. if they need to. Mm-hmm. Why is this a hot... Ch- would you bring out... I don't even know what you do. Talcum powder for a white person. <laughs> right? Would you do that? <laughs> I can't understand that behaviour at all. It's not good for your skin. It's, it's just mess. It's hot chocolate. The it's common sense. Guys, could it be that the makeup artist maybe didn't tell the BBC that she doesn't have it? Because obviously she's hired to do the makeup. So she... I'm sorry, the solution it. is not hot chocolate. Of yeah. course not. No, I'm not saying it is. 
But I'm not, obviously, I'm not like um, supporting the BBC, but I'm just saying that it could be that she didn't tell them that but she doesn't have it. If no you're a makeup artist, that's you should have stuff job. for everyone. Yeah. 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 So, so, and also, you're high enough to be doing it at the BBC. I'm yeah. sorry, this is yeah. not acceptable. And also, as a makeup artist, you know who your client is. So you should have already factored in the fact that she's black. Yeah. You don't... Also, why do you have hot chocolate? <laughs> also, do you need makeup that badly? Just let her go without the makeup. Why yes. do you need to do the hot chocolate? And it's just strange to me that she'd bought it in preparation. She was like, oh, I don't have your shade, but let's yeah. see. Like, Anyways, that's slightly off, off your topic, but I just, it goes that to shame sometimes that crazy. things haven't changed as much as we like to think they have. Yeah, that's actually mad. So she'll be walking around <laughs> smelling of chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> This is like a well-known comedian. She, she should she should be getting all like the makeup options, but mm. yeah, they're not always Foundation, there. Hot chocolate and water doesn't even make the right texture to be... That would just be like you're washing your face. Exactly. I really understand. Or it would be very cakey. Yeah. Put it on. And thinking of availability, I always look at when I go to the airport. Why are we still struggling at the airport? Mm-hmm. Where they should be selling <laughs> yeah. all the shades. I go there and they're like, we just don't have it. And I'm like... It always baffles me in an airport in London that they we still don't have access to that. Like I can buy lipstick and stuff, but I still can't buy my foundation mm. shade and i'm like you make it but in the, the busiest place where people travel you make still uh, mainly mm. white shades it's like we have to travel to like really big stores to actually find our shade you just can't stock it in a small like convenience boots or something why have we got to travel why don't white people travel exactly <laughs> Keep it now. i think maybe um, they think about this space and they're like okay we need to prioritize white maybe the majority yeah. of what's going to sell yeah and maybe they think black people can't afford it so we can't really have loads in stock how would they know we can't afford it they don't put it out there to actually see the stats it's not even that they put the standard there so we have to buy it and wear it to work so we're going to find a way to afford it we afford now makeup from selfridges because we have to Mm. so why won't we afford makeup from boots yeah Yeah. white people get 50 million shades Mm. 50 million shades shades (laughs) and you can't put one or two and they're the only they're the people who are just white (laughs) 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 we have we come in various different colors but they're just white you don't need 50 million shades you you don't get cool warm like a cool warm (laughs) white person what does that even look like like they're just neutral Still if white people are the beautiful ones, why do we? Why can't we buy makeup? <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> very true. Speaking about um, black people being different shades, did anyone get called blick, which means really dark skinned, <laughs> when they were younger? Uh, I did. Yes. <laughs> yep, we all did. I got called blick, man. It was. I was like, you're the same shade as me. It was wow. weird. Cause it is weird. It was, traces. and it was a boy, and it was like a bullying tactic for me. It was a, it was a boy who called me blick, and I was, I just didn't get it. It wasn't like a white person, you know, because then I'll be like, you're racist. Yeah. But even then, I couldn't call someone. It became because we're in a mixed school. It became acceptable for anyone to be able to say it almost became fact. But then you went to a girls' school, innit? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, but even in primary school, it became like fact. Like, you're a darker skinned black person, so you're blick. Mm. Someone black could say that to me, and someone white could say that to me. And the only way I dealt with it was to make light of it. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a little bit blick. Like, because I almost <laughs> wanted to own it. Also, saying a little bit as if that would change the term. A little bit extra black. What? So a fairer skinned black girl is calling you blick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it became like lighthearted. It almost, I, agree, I actually I thought it that. was a word. I thought it was, it was black then blick. I genuinely yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah. it was dis- no, it's sad, but I thought it was a description. Very naive of shade. at that age, yeah. I think. Mm. And I remember even because people can make fun of you in photo school photos when you're on school trips and the cameras. Oh, are not ha, that great. ha! I can't yeah. see Daphne. And they want to frame them and put them in the primary school. 
and no one can see your well they can only see your eyes <laughs> and there you go your and your teeth and yeah. that was all like you have to be like hearted in yeah. response like, oh, yeah. I, that wasn't my like, response <laughs> it um, affected me so much i was like this is ridiculous because he kept going and going like mm. calling me blick and stuff and i didn't get it because we were the same shade so i think the one thing that i saw what that was happening to my cousin in um, america his friends would post on Instagram calling him Blake and all these yeah. things. That's awful. And I was just thinking, what kind of friends are this? They literally would be like, we can't see you in the pictures or we can see your eyes. I'm just thinking, what can-? and he was just laughing it off, but I was just like, yeah, but I'm like, this is actual racism. Now that I think about I remember this. I was thinking, why is he okay with his friends saying, oh, you're too dark, we can't see. I'm sorry, that's not a joke. But back in the day, I kept thinking, yeah, this is actually not all right. But now that I think about it, I'm like, why did you make racist comments? Mm. You didn't need to say, don't comment on my picture then. Yeah. Also, I think it's tough to, for me anyway, because I had a bit of a different experience. It's tough for me to think it's racist if other black people are using mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it must be okay He's... or it must be a fact. And I think yes. that's what confused me. Even when white people said it, I thought, oh, that's a bit a bit wrong. But everyone's saying it. Again, I thought it was I a just, I didn't word, think so it was a racist. I just thought it was a hurtful comment. Mm. It was used to hurt you. Like, oh, you're too dark. Like, being dark isn't great. It's I'm not sorry, a good thing to be. What is racism? If you are saying anything, any negative comments about the color of my skin, you are being racist. Yeah. But this is more colorism because right. it's, about, it's about the tone and that's why mm. lighter skin black girls or black girls or boys, sorry. Yeah. Girls there. Um, people could say it to someone who's darker because they were, because it seemed, we were talking about being fair. Yeah. Being seen to be more attractive. Yeah. So at least if you're black, you know, you've got to be fair. Otherwise, you're a blick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, wouldn't that be the same thing where you just touched upon another black per- another black person basically calling you Blake? Wouldn't it be the same thing with the N word? Another person, another black person calling you the N word, but obviously we won't see it as racism because obviously another black person yeah. is saying it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't accept anyone saying it, but I know what you. Yeah, I know what you're trying to. Convince. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's different. But I, the thing is, though, I feel like this is what we've done to just make things socially acceptable acceptable when they shouldn't be mm-hmm. um describing somebody as black coming from a black person should not be okay because then it it makes it okay for other people who are not black to do the same thing mm-hmm. do you know if if it's just the same thing that's why i have a problem with uh using the n-word or people using the n-word regardless of your color the color of your skin it's not okay mm-hmm. i be- completely agree with you i'm with that I think it just perpetuates this idea that it's normal to say that. Yeah. It's not normal And at it's all. not. And a lot of, no, I heard a lot of um, non-black people saying the word Blake. Like, it's not strictly to black people. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can say it. Like I was saying, it became fact. I actually joked about myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that I was Blake. I never used that word. <laughs> but like, you know, like, I could be around, surrounded by white people, but then say we take a photo and it doesn't go right. Mm. Um, I can make a joke be like, yeah. I can't be seen, haha, but it's actually not that funny. Mm, no. yeah. And people need to take into consideration the different tones. Like, yeah, I feel like I still do that to this day. Like if I took a picture with um, particularly white people and I'm the only black person in the photo, I'm, I actually, I have to say something because I feel, yeah. I feel uncomfortable before they point it out. Yeah, I feel like exactly I need to point that. it out. Yeah, mm. yeah you um, start I'm, asking for the flash. Can they put it yeah. on? Yeah, like you can't see me put on the flash. That, those will be the comments that I'm saying, but I'm like, wait a but minute. But the thing is, they should just use their common sense. I, exactly. shouldn't, I shouldn't have to tell you this. You need to adjust, you know, the, the lighting if you want a good quality picture where yep. I can also be seen. Mm-hmm. You can be seen in any lighting. <laughs> I don't want to see you. <laughs> I don't think they think too. They, they, don't they think just think, oh, too much snap, boom. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you can see me as long as, yeah. 
as that's happening. Yeah, it's just mm. annoying it's that we're always selfish. adhering to things that adhering to whiteness. Yeah. So like you don't have to adjust the photo so you never think about me, but I'm consistently doing yeah. stuff that is white. Mm. Like my whole life is that. So it's just such a shame. It's a very small change to make. Yeah, and it's not just about like, you know, making jokes about um, you know, when when you take a photo or putting on the flash or whatever, or standing in the sunshine, it, it goes as far as changing the color of your actual skin, like, you know, mm. bleaching your skin to mm. be fairer, mm. um, which is what a lot of um, women do in Uganda um, because they're not comfortable with the, sh- the true shades of their skin. So to be fairer, to be light skin is more attractive. So they'll put all these chemicals on their faces just to achieve a certain look, which I completely disagree with, um, definitely against bleaching the color of your skin because you don't know what you're doing to your mm. your actual skin. It could, I don't know. Uh, Anything... You know what, this is perpetuated by beauty standards because I remember re- recently reading about, it was either Dove or someone like that, and how they advertise someone like Nigeria mm. was their cream with a lightening element in it. So that would be... For their black market so wow. they're perpetuating the idea as well yeah um which i think is so wrong and no wonder people will be like oh look like they show someone darker and then she becomes fairer by putting on like nivea excuse me if i've got the brand wrong but this ad has only recently been pulled in yeah. the last two or three years anything closer to looking like a white person is better mm-hmm. do you get what i mean so maybe i don't know it, it, it makes me sad because it segregates us it divides us between ourselves and then makes us like that stuff as well so like i'm someone dark-skinned but then i should be thinking that for a guy or whatever a light-skinned guy is the right guy i don't understand it's like self-hate yeah and also with the bleaching it does a lot of um it actually does damage your skin because some people when they do it one they can't stop because if they do then their skin is good it's not going to be even Mm, and then two you can't really do a lot of tanning because that could potentially lead to cancer as well. Mm-hmm. So you just like you, we're just continuously just damaging ourselves just because we're trying to fit this image of what society has told us is good looking. Mm. Yeah, I hated the whole idea of bleaching to the point where now I know even though I went through all that whole blick thing, I I love my dark skin. I like if I'm in the sun, I'm like great. Like I don't mind getting darker and darker. Mm. I don't know how it flipped and how I ended up now loving it, even though before I was like a little bit ashamed. But yeah, I can't think of anything worse than bleaching or not being my <laughs> actual skin tone. Just I actually it. even think that I would it would look weird. Like to me, the idea of me being three shades lighter that wouldn't be my face. Like mm. I, I don't know. That's not appealing to me. I don't really understand. Yeah, that whole. I don't know. Maybe I didn't because I think a lot of people feel that way. Like they would be really happy if they were lighter. But it wasn't. Even though I had the blick comments and all that stuff, it's not never something that I thought of. Like I, I want that. I want to be light skin. Mm. Um, just a bit of a confession I actually did think about um, bleaching my skin I'm not going to lie <laughs> Yeah. and um, I actually went out and bought the cream as well and then after a few like days of using it I was like what are you doing? What are you actually doing? Because is that why you're the lightest of all of us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has. She did. She did. She dipped her toes into it. 
<laughs> She's used no, it for a bit. It everything's making sense. This was back when I was at uni. And then initially, like, I could see the photos that my face was getting lighter. But then obviously, I kept on looking at other women and then looking at their knuckles and then their lips. It actually, like, that all goes darker. Mm. So people can actually see the difference. And I'm, I'm just like, that actually doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just stopped doing it. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. This is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The world pushed you to that though, so you shouldn't even feel like we're gonna come here. I did that. Thousands of people do it, mm. and I think um, it didn't help. Like especially growing up, noticing the different reactions from boys, black, brown, white, or otherwise, to people who were fairer. I think that was mm-hmm. tough when you're a dark-skinned black girl. It was just like mm. I had friends who were like still could be a brown or black, but they looked ambiguous and they were fair-skinned, and they would constantly have boyfriends and i just i felt like i'm not as attractive as you because i'm darker mm. and you look ambiguously like kind of ethnic enough mm. but you're not white passing but you're almost like you're this happy middle that everyone fancies and i always thought mm. that was my idea of beauty like looking almost like mediterranean and fair olive skinned not too white and i was never gonna reach it it was unachievable because of how my skin looked mm. Yeah, I can um, echo exactly what you said. I felt like, oh, I didn't have a boyfriend because I was dark-skinned. All the black girls who are fairer-skinned, I kid you not, all had boyfriends. Do you get what I mean? Like, a group of my friends were all dark-skinned. We were all single. So, <laughs> that is so, so I was like, yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, it just, it's there, like... You can see it. You be like, this is the reason I don't have a boyfriend because I'm freaking dark skinned. Mm-hmm. It always makes me sad because I think about also dark skinned guys. I know it's not their job. They don't have. Everybody likes who they like, but they perpetuate this as well. And I'm like, your mum. Mm. Look, well, your exactly. mum's dark skinned. What what is going on that you still look mm. and see? Like uh, they don't have to fancy them, but any light skinned girl to be better. And it's all like pushing away from your blackness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the further you, you can look mixed, but then even then it's like there's something else there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're very in your face. We're black. There's no mm-hmm. people don't yeah. ask me what mix are you. No mm-hmm. questions. No questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the mo- least desirable. It's all pushing away from black. The further yeah. you get, I think that the saddest thing is when black guys say, "Oh, I've never gone for a dark skinned girl because you know they're just black or whatever." I'm like, mm. your mom. What are you talking about? Like mm-hmm. the fact that we even have to like justify it by saying, you know, dark skin guys shouldn't say this because their mum. Everyone, all guys shouldn't have uh, yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. But that's actually the closest one we can get, dark skin guys. They should understand mm-hmm. because they have a parent. <laughs> but what even when I'm yeah, I'm hearing myself back and I'm like, I'm making excuses. The, the others are off the hook. Mm. Yeah. But the dark skin one should relate. Like yeah. I don't know. There are guys who bleach too. Yeah. I, mm. I have heard of that. So I've seen it happen. Do you have any um, thoughts on why that might be? That's really strange. If we're, especially if we're, sorry to cut you off, Isa. Um, especially if we're saying that um, dark-skinned guys are more desirable. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, there was a kid in my school. He was really young. I don't understand why he did this. Maybe he was getting bullied. But he was dark skinned, like dark skinned. And three years later, he's Michael Jackson. I was like, what the what? hell? Wow. <laughs> it's happening. I'm not even joking to that extreme. Not three shades lighter, like five. Really sad. Mm. 
and he's really young like i say four years younger than me so how did I he get to that just, i don't know it must have been bullying, bullying. Long way. imagine someone calling you blick every single day and you know obviously you're That's, quite dark yeah and obviously people continuously making those comments mm. it, it does drive you to do something that's why extreme. i i didn't think of the blick word as a joke or something i can make light of because for me it was bullying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, i get that and it but, is the only thing i can respond to Dana, with your question is that i think in my opinion anyway well, I already said I think. <laughs> um, dark-skinned men have only been fetishized recently. Yes, so yes. like a lot of white women love it. It's I think it's based on like darker celebrities that are in the light. You know, Idris Elba's not that dark, but like mm. Idris Elba, for example, mm. other celebs coming out of the woodwork and it being sexy. A lot of my friends loved Akon. Oh, but that's just been a really recent thing, and I guess that hasn't happened the other way. There's no very dark skinned models. It's there like there's are, one. Naomi Campbell and there's there she, are some but they're not this still doesn't work. Mm. This way around it doesn't she's work. She's still not even that dark. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I don't think she's that dark. I, and I think even it's a thing when when recently. you're speaking about like models like you said Miss looking dark skinned models are now you know more considered but their features have to be so extreme. Yes. So you can't be like uh, you know, a lighter dark skin. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But do you know what I mean? You have to be so dark mm-hmm. th- for then t- t- for you to be out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I no do agree. Hair, There's really no dark, like, yeah. Yeah. Even then, extreme features. Even yeah. then, that look is like amazing. People are like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Isn't she so beautiful? But I'm like, but then would the guy get with her? Would they? Mm. Would they actually? Or is she beautiful for a fashion magazine? And then she's beautiful, yeah. she's yeah. beautiful for a fashion magazine. Because someone like me, where do I then stand? I'm not as dark as her. Yeah. Nor am I light. Yeah. So. I'm size zero as well. <laughs> exactly. Because she has other aspects to her. It's not just the dark skin. She's skinny as well. Yeah, tall. Exactly. Do you get what I mean? So it's yeah. different. We don't Big fit in All the standards. She has all the beauty standards that we've talked about. Except she's dark skinned. So yeah. how, the, yeah, again, where do the rest of us fit in? We really um, don't. And it irks me that I've still never seen a model with my kind of nose. Like, <laughs> even with <laughs> black models, they have like quite Western sized noses. And it's mm. just like, what is that? Miss mm. Nalukang, just going back to your point about, in terms of like black men now being seen as, um, as attractive, does it, um, I wonder if it came about because obviously a lot of white people are like taking an interest, so they're sort of putting the word out there. But where we don't have like <laughs> they're the messengers, so they're, they're the messengers. But then we've got um, we've got we have, we don't have white men basically saying, "Oh, black girls are beautiful, black girls are this." Mm. So no one's really putting the word out there for us. Yeah. So how can people? <laughs> it's very how, true. Yeah, white men true. stand up, come on, put the word out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Tell us we're beautiful because we are. Where are white messages at? White females are doing their job, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they really are. It's very true, actually. That's probably why one of the reasons why I'm like, oh, I don't think white men would, you know, like me. Uh, I don't know. It might be my dark skin. In my head, it's embedded in there so deeply that that's just not my preference. It's become not my preference. So I'm going to open up a whole other can of worms. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about hair in terms of beauty standards? Um, I think it's only until a few years back when I sort of like stopped relaxing my hair. But from childhood, my parents have sort of brought me up. I don't even know why they did that. But um, basically, my hair used to be relaxed every two, three months. And it's not, yeah, until recently, I was just like, no, I'm actually damaging my actual hair by putting all these chemicals in. And obviously, I've, 
I guess the whole reason of like relaxing it is so that it's straighter, so it's more um it look it looks more like white people, more flowy. But the way our hair is sort of like set up, like it's not gonna be that long that it's gonna get to that length. So no matter how many times you relax it, in the end it's just gonna get damaged and then you're just gonna end up with no hair. Do you think that um if there wasn't this au natural Hair coils a beautiful movement that we would have just kept perming on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, I would have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think I would have because it was damaging my hair so much. It makes me sad when I look at photos of me as a child because before I uh, relaxed my hair, my hair was so long and so like healthy. Mm. And by the time I stopped relaxing it, it was so messed up. It was like different heights, different things. I was getting to a point where I like actually considered cutting all my hair. So I think I would have had some kind of reevaluation about what was going in my hair, but that took a long time. Mm-hmm. But with the coily hair, is cool movement. Um, without, I feel like the reason why we relaxed our hair is because that was the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when that became the message, when that be- when that was no longer the message, then we stopped relaxing our hair. So without without it we would i think we would definitely still be relaxing yeah. because it was what was acceptable True. regardless of, we knew it damaged our hair but we did it anyway yeah also yeah. the lack of options i think there's so many options now i can go on youtube and learn how to do something i've never even seen before to my <laughs> hair mm-hmm. um i didn't have that we didn't have that when we were growing up yeah like we just had braids and perming our hair to make it look anything that made it straight the braids made our hair long mm-hmm. fair enough it wasn't just anything to go away from our natural, actual yeah. look was what looked better. And no one could tell me any different at that age, to be honest. So I've just deeped it that everything that we do to try and look more like white people, closer to them, is damaging. Yes. Yeah. So we ought yeah. to just be our natural selves. Skin bleaching, this whole perm in your hair, it's all just damaging who you are because that's not who you are. You're not supposed to be that person. But we live in a very white society, so it's hard. You could be yourself, but do you want to be bullied like do you want people to reject you like even the corporate standard for hair like confused me because it went back to a place where i couldn't have my braids now yeah the braids were okay because they were long yeah and now i'm in the office and i'm being told you know it could look messy it's so confusing it's yeah. so so confusing there's no way i ever go into the office with my natural hair that's not even a thought yeah i feel like braids yeah, for a very for a very long time, I struggled with having to wear braids to work. Um, no other black woman was doing it. Um, I don't want to be the old man out, uh, old woman out rather. Um, and turning up with braids, it doesn't. It just doesn't look cool. It's something I wear to school. I'm not in school anymore. I'm in a corporate world. I am working. I need to have like a. Pro- I need to look professional. So what a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a wig weave. or a weave. Weave. Or like you've had your hair relaxed and you've got a ponytail. Like it has to be yeah. something yeah. That's slick, and you're basically faking that you have white hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the, what you can wear to the office. Like you can't be turning up with nappy hair. People are gonna that's be looking nice. at you like, why does your hair look messy? Mm. But that's not. But the hair isn't messy though. I find it really offensive because even if you mm. did have like just your actual natural hair out, why is that messy? I don't get why. When mm-hmm. white people have their hair down, is that messy? It's how it grows. So I actually I really struggle. And I feel like sometimes, like, if somebody, say somebody was mixed and they had, like, bigger curls, but then they just had their fro out, that wouldn't be messy. Yeah. But then when it's us, it is messy. It's, like... Even when we have our, like, natural hair out, like, you've washed it, you haven't, you know, blow-dried it, it's like, you can't 
go out looking like that with the shrinkage. Do you get what I yeah. mean? It's like they will look at you like you're from some village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> African girl from a village. Exactly. You've got to, you know, yeah. give it a bit of length. Um, so I don't But look know. at the corporate st- structure, like CEOs white. Like, and then you go down, most of the companies, like, I'm one of two or three black people. Mm. Um, the idea of looking professional, white. Mm. So you cannot be coming in with your braids looking confusing for this white space. They mm. don't want to be confused. Confusing mm. everyone and in the even you feel, you feel like, I'd, I'd be safe to do this. Yeah. And people people treat you differently when you do. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, uh, just, just a note to our listeners, um, when we're talking about hair experiences, we're talking specifically in the UK. Um, if I were in Uganda, for sure I can rock my braids in the office. There's no one that's going to look at me all different, like, why are you wearing braids today? It's, do you see what I mean? So it's all about, I don't know, white man's world. Yeah, yeah, basically. And when you're, obviously, in Uganda as well, you probably could rock your natural hair, like, just yeah, of course. Is, leave it out, do whatever with it. With the shrinkage, no yeah. 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 Ask questions, but. But that's because no one, I, I guess in Uganda, no one, re- it's, they don't deep hair like that. And here, for example, we have issues where white people want to touch our hair, first of all, like, just to add more complex, complicity to. An already complex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it really that, is, yeah, I'm even struggling to find the words <laughs> to describe the situation. I think the one thing that I hate is when white people ask me, how long is your hair? I'm like, do I ask you how long yeah. your hair is? Yeah. Why are you asking me how long is my hair? They're fascinated. You seen it. You don't need to ask me how long it is. They're fascinated. Like, you're a flipping museum. Like, no. No, you don't need to know that information, actually. It is absolutely ridiculous. I've got quite a complicated relationship with braids, actually. <laughs> I feel like when I got a bit older, I suddenly didn't want them because, again, this work stuff is unacceptable. But it's like, I said I didn't want them because they didn't suit me. But I actually feel like it makes it more obvious that you're ethnic or something different. Yeah. When you have hairstyles like braids mm, yeah. or you have your natural hair. I feel like that part of that held me back. Like maybe it wasn't that conscious, but I was like, oh, I don't want to look like that. Like mm. almost like, mm, doesn't really mirror a magazine, does it? Why do I have braids? Like I even used to say like, it's a bit childish, but it, it mm. isn't. It's a hairstyle. No, it's I've got them right now. Um, <laughs> but it is really strange. Like even going on a date, like if I wasn't going to get my hair done, and I had my hair natural, but I could have it neat in a ponytail. I would think about not going. I'd be mm. like, but I haven't, I haven't got the braids on. I haven't got this, so I'm not attractive. Mm. Like I would really struggle to go on a date before mm. with natural hair, and that's so that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, we do all these things to our hair. We are constantly plotting it. We're constantly trying to change it up. But then in the end, like when you grow older, then you'd want your natural hair, but exactly. no one's really looking at it mm-hmm. then. Because obviously you're old, <laughs> no, offense. no offense. So like this is the time when we're young that we should just be like having it out and embracing our sort of natural selves. But again, it's not really easy. It's when hard you're to working. maintain as well. Like if you're going to work Monday to Friday, you have to wake up at least 30, 45 minutes early to do your natural hair. It's just difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think this is where we went wrong with our hair as well. Because um, Afro-textured hair is so complex. If you don't know all the different how many times to like treat it and all that stuff, your hair can go really wrong. And then that's why it's also difficult to maintain mm-hmm. and to keep healthy. So I think we all went off to university without any of that knowledge because our parents did our hair to quite an old age, actually. Mm. Like, they'd get hairdressers for us. <laughs> I was not in charge of my hair till I was, like, 18. Mm. Um, but then at that point, you're out in the world on your own and you're just, like, literally burning your scalp. 
mm-hmm. to try and fix these issues, but you were never taught mm-hmm. what it is to have like healthy hair and what that means and how you'd wear it out if you left it out. That's because the terms for black hair have always been quite negative, like nappy. Yeah. And it's like, when it looked more white, you didn't get any of those comments. So frizzy. I think that, yeah, frizzy and all that language Unkept. gets to you. Mm-hmm. Untidy, unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's damaging that those words exist for black hair. Never with white hair. See some white people not brushing their hair. Yeah, <laughs> not washing it for weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not commented upon. Did you guys know that um, the... Did you guys know that the when you train to be a hairdresser, learning black hair is optional, but all the other types are in it. So when you get what? to a set, it's like, you know, 3B. It's like, it gets to there. <laughs> then, then you can choose. If you want to, you can learn it. But that's why we have so few black hairdressers as well. Mm. Because you have to seek it out or choose an extra module. Who's choosing an extra module at school, by the way? No one wants mm. that. And that's still like that now. Wow. I had a huge problem with that when I was younger, not having... Well... I didn't have a huge problem with it. My mum would always organise someone to come home to do my hair. But the fact that I didn't want to explain to people how my hair got done mm. and that they could just walk into a hairdresser's. I even used to think, oh, maybe I can go to Tony and Guy when people were talking about it. And I was like, Me too. Why do I think I can go to Tony and Guy? <laughs> Look at the posters on the wall, Anne. You're not there. Uh, I had so many issues with that because I kind of wanted to act like that's how I got my hair done. Mm. I wasn't telling people... Who always asked me who did your hair? As if who you're gonna go contact hair. them and get them to yeah. do your hair, to do the exact same. I think that also the other thing that I don't understand is when you tell them, yes, it took about five hours to do my hair. They're like, five hours? What were you doing for five hours to do your hair? I'm like, I was sitting there getting it done. That's what I was doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, look at it. Look at all the individual braids. What do you right? think? What do you it's think complex. Happens? It's not magic. Mm. Mm. What do you guys think about when? Um, people who aren't of colour take on, like, more traditionally black hairstyles. So, like, braids and, I don't know, cornrow, things like mm. that. Like, oh, you know, this is definitely a black style. Honestly. A Bantu yeah. or something. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> that's actually I actually don't know what that's about. Like, I've seen this white girl with full-on braids. Like, she has extensions added in. I don't know... <laughs> I, I can't I can't comment because I don't know what that's about. What are they thinking like in their head? I want to ask someone who's got braids done, who's white. What what is the idea here? What, what are you trying to do? My question is, why would you put yourself through that pain? Like getting getting your hair plaited is actually quite painful. <laughs> so I don't understand why you would want your face to be pulled back. Maybe they want to experience it. People always debate is between shoes. either that people are celebrating our culture, our blackness, or they're appropriating it, which I'm always I in the middle of. And sometimes I do think, you know, you didn't what? have to do that hairstyle, but I don't know. I can't tell. It depends on the person for me. Because some people mm. are, you know, being black, the whole trendy thing. Mm. Some There's people want to be trendy. Do, you don't There's need to celebrate. We celebrate our blackness by ourselves. We yeah, don't need, right. you know, cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean? So... Um, yeah, I completely agree. And I think there, it's weird that there's a line. I feel like single plaits is actually too far. Mm. If somebody has like two cane rows, I'm, I'm not, that's what That's a uh, French, yeah. French plaits. Plaits, yeah, exactly. But when it's a full <laughs> hair of head, or like even sometimes dreads, I'm like, what are yeah. you Like, what are you doing? They're Rastafarians. The thing is, they're not trying to grow their hair like we are. Exactly. Your hair is already long. Are you trying to get it longer? It's not a protective hairstyle. For, no, the, for not- us, it's protective. For them, it's. It's more damaging because no. the follicles are thinner. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on. And I always get really upset on like Instagram when someone white does that hairstyle and they get so many compliments. And you're just like, 
I did that hairstyle. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my nut. Nothing to me. And you've gone and this is where I think the line crosses and it's kind of appropriating because it's cheered on. Like, yeah. that looks even better on you. Mm. And it's just kind of like, wow, we can't win. Mm. Yeah, no one clapped for my weave. <laughs> Nobody. We actually cannot win. It's mm. very true. And the difference is actually, we've been forced to do weave and treat our hair because we're told it's messy. They're not forced to do anything. Mm. So they don't need to get into these hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. It's a hobby. <laughs> yes, yeah. a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Mm. Yeah, so as you've heard, uh, we've talked about colorism and our thoughts on that. Um, we've talked about uh, makeup and, you know, how the industry has really shaped the way we, I don't know, beat our faces, I guess. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just to not really um, DIY people, we don't want to talk about our hair in the office or at school or in the park or anywhere actually so please stop asking questions um but really hope that you will find the points made in this episode enlightful and you've learned something from us today and yeah till next time bye